Welcome to the Foxy Podcast. Bi monthly show brought to you by Freeform Freakout. The show is produced at KMSU Studios in Mankato, Minnesota. And here on the Foxy Podcast, we try to dig deeper into underground and experimental sounds of the past and present. And welcome to episode number 117 of the Foxy Podcast Show. Hope you're all doing well out there, wherever you're listening from. Got a stacked installment for you this time, filled with sounds from mostly newer releases to come out in the past few months. So I'm not going to take too much time here to get things going. Let's start the show off with a track from this debut album from the French all-female quartet Rose Mercy, a band that channels the propulsive post-punk energy and songcraft of progenitors like raincoats and Kleenex Lilliput, and of a similar spirit of other French contemporaries like Marauder and Bada Boom. There's some moody yet catchy songs spread out over this self-titled release, as you'll hear on this track called Les Glycines. So here again is Rose Mercy.
sunlight over Paisley.
this is where I'll step in. Kidding. This here is Adriano Zani. A new record to come out on Boring Machines. The tail end of last year. The record's called Disappearing. It's first release under Zano's, or Zani, excuse me, given name. It's recorded under the name Punk out several records. In fact, I think I have a couple that Boring Machines put out. But here, a very haunted work that combines analog and digital instrumentation here with those hushed, whispered vocals. This is oddly reminiscent of that Felicia Atkinson uh, release from last year that was so good. In fact, her voice sounds so similar in this piece right here. It's called Dreams and Falling Trees. Really fine release from Zani. Front of that new stuff from United Bible Studies. Great group out of Ireland who has put out quite a few releases over the years, and this is their third to come out on the US label called Deepwater Acres. The release is called The Star of the Sea Moves Today to Its Rising. And United Bible Studies is a fascinating group, kind of a rotating cast of characters. Uh, here joined by some names that are probably familiar to others out there who've listened to the show. Uh, artists like Sophie Cooper, uh, Anya O'Dwyer, uh, Aaron Martin's on this one, and uh, of course David Cullahan. I don't know if he's the de facto leader or what, it's hard to say there's a leader in this group, but uh, another fine release, kind of a eerie, mysterious release that combines haunting soundscapes and interesting art song. There's kind of a ghostly quality to their work. And the track that I played kind of fits right in called Darkest Hour is the Dawn. We heard some newer rock music, at least on that track, from a group called The Sheen. Brand new outfit out of Bellingham, Washington. Six-piece group that kind of combines sort of a heavier psych sound with more uh, free rock elements. The track I played is probably one of the more concise song-based tracks. I'm going to get pretty lengthy and lots of interesting time signatures and time changes. But new self-titled, self-released CD track I played is called Blind Astronomers. And they're going to be heading out on tour this summer. I know for sure around Washington, but maybe even beyond into the later summer months. So look for them. Heard from Sparrow Steeple, a project featuring three of the original members from the Strapping Field Hands, kind of continuing on in the vein of the Field Hands. A nice jangly, as they call it, future pastoral sound. I like a kind of a folk rock sound. But on the flip side, the B side, get a little more heavy and uh, some lumbering psych to what they're doing came at the tail end also of last year out on Ever Never Records in a release called A. Aardvark and I'm not saying that incorrectly just <laughs> intentionally uh, grammatically incorrect. My new 12 inch EP follows uh, their first full length that they put out last year also but uh, some good, good tracks on that release. Another fine record from Shells, the second Shells record. 
out of Michigan, Shelly Salent, who's been pretty active in quite a few projects, uh, current member of Tyvek. She played with uh, Chain and the Gangs when they toured. I believe she hosts a radio show, books a lot of shows. Pretty active uh, figure in the, uh, the Detroit area. But fine release, great guitar-based instrumentals, playing in a variety of forms. Here with this one, the drums on the track that I played called Nasamiento Road. So we can get a little more just loose and gnarly guitar sounds. But really fine release out on her own Jinko Records. Follow the link and uh, check that one out. Really fine stuff. Out of Germany, we heard a duo, I believe it's pronounced Schna, bass drums duo from a new tape release out on Kitchen Lag Records. Some really catchy tracks on this one, including that opening piece called Flowers that I played. Tape's called Fairy Tape. And then we played Rose Mercy starting off, starting us off. I'm going to head into this next set with some uh, great funky stuff here from the Golden Teacher Group out of Scotland. And uh, this is a new, it's a new release out on House Rules, which is affiliated with Goatee Tapes. But... It's not necessarily new material. This was stuff that when they first formed, they went into the studio in Glasgow called Green Door Studios, and they recorded a bunch of stuff to cassette. In fact, they recorded seven cassettes with just these kind of raw jams. And they would later release some of this stuff uh, via their own label called Akashic Records. And uh, this here is actually more or less a compilation of some of the best of the best from those early tapes so hearing the group in their infancy and gosh it's really fun stuff it's fun to just uh, let this one play out and everything kind of uh, flows together seamlessly so i'm just going to play a good excerpt here of the b-side and um, i don't know we'll see where we (laughs) decide to cut it off so here again is a golden teacher Thank you. 
hearing a piece here called Orbital Resonance from modern composer Kyle Gahn from a massive new work called Hyperchromatica. Comes out on Other Minds, uh, the Bay Area. And this is a fascinating piece of music here where Gahn is sort of pushing forward some of the work that Conlon and Caro did with player pianos here using these three computer-controlled disc clavier pianos and uh, tuning it to his own system and it plays essentially as like this massive piano with 243 keys and I do my best here to try to stay focused while all this activity is happening behind me <laughs> I don't want you to all hear it as well but Gan is a interesting figure who's been involved in, in music and new music in a variety of ways as a critic for the Village Voice for quite some time, up through like the mid 2000s, and then he uh, teaches at Bard College and he's published several works uh, on the area of new music, uh, featuring stuff on Nancaro himself, uh, works on Robert Ashley, John Cage. But I've just been mesmerized by this new release here. All these things that uh, just play it. It's a good dishwashing album. <laughs> Get lost in while you're doing activity around the house. And there's these little runs that just, like like you just heard right there, that just kind of branch off this really hyperkinetic sort of superhuman quality to it. But, but also very moving and emotional as well. So check that one out. Again, just came out recently on Other Minds. From that, another composer whose work dates back to late 60s, early 70s. In fact, this release has recordings that date back to 1970 up through 2014. Talk about this new one from Charles Morrow. A new release on Sean McCann's recital label. And Morrow is a, a fairly new-to-me figure. I wasn't too well-versed in what he's done, but he's been active as a composer as kind of producing these different events and things over the years. And uh, this particular release covers some of his Wave Music series uh, pieces that are these like mass uh, groupings of instruments. In fact, the piece that I played was called Wave Music 3, 60 Clarinets and a Boat. And I played a pretty lengthy excerpt from that. Some of the other ones feature like the conch, and uh, drums and horns. So pretty fascinating release that comes with this thick booklet, 20-page booklet with some of his scores and writings, and seems to be quite the interesting figure as well. In fact, Toot 2 is the name of the LP. There is a three-disc collection called Toot uh, that gathers a bunch of his work also, so if you're interested, you can track that down as well. We heard new stuff from More Ease, the alias of Marcus Maurice Rubio. We played his work quite a bit over the years, and his work actually ventures all over the place from avant pop and rock music to some more kind of out there experimental sounds. This here, in the other releases that he's done 
for Kendra Steiner Editions tends to get into that more uh, outer realm. And uh, man, I think he's put out at least, I don't know, four or five releases on Kendra Steiner Editions. This is his latest called Staring at a Statue of Paint. And uh, Rubio states a little blurb talking about how on this one here, wanted to use very simple musical material, just just uh, kind of variations on a handful of notes or sounds at a given time. And I really, really like this one. The piece that I played was called A Denial of Coin. And you could, you could hear some of those elements there, the different uh, modular synth tones that he worked out. Some of it getting a little bouncy in places, but I like the arrangement. Brand new stuff from Larry Wish, an alias or project, however you want to put it, uh, from a gentleman out of Minneapolis, actually, Adam Wervin, who's been recording for quite a while. In fact, he, he's put out a ton of stuff. First, just on his own. I want to say, like, the label, it's been a long time, Soothing Almond or something like that. There was just tons of cassettes and CDRs that were coming out. I remember getting a bunch of them. But he's also put out some stuff in recent years on like Orange Milk Records, OSR Tapes, Moonglyph. Uh, actually, Moonglyph might have been the first release that I ever got from him. And his work's really evolved over the years from this almost Residence-inspired uh, oddball pop into more like wonky, progish pop. But this one here has more of an alien soundtrack feel to it. And I actually really like this one a lot. I think this is some of the best work he's done uh, in recent memory. And uh, the only thing is, is uh, really no vocals at all on this one. But if you like kind of a, a wobbly synth pop sound, you might enjoy this one quite a bit. The release is called How More Can You Need from the latest batch from Field Hymns. And the track that I played was I Can Fly In Love With You. Again, great stuff. Then we heard some older material from D. Veltrom Forscher, a long-running, decades-running project of a gentleman named Christian Fluger, and who's an interesting figure. I can't even get into all of it, but I recommend checking him out and his workout. This is from a new collection that uh, Goaty Tapes put out. It's called This Could Be The Greatest Love In Town, one of the great pop songs came out in 1986 originally new stuff from germ class uh, collaboration between members of german army and the LA, la group dunes some good kind of hypnotic pop sounds from them we heard a track fluctuated bliss from a new collection called bitter values that dub ditch picnic put out combines a tape release and a three inch cdr release and resequences into something new and we heard that golden teacher jam out session at the beginning. Great stuff from them. Switch gears here entirely. This here comes from some heavy hitters in the whole improv circuit of the late 70s, early 80s. Members of the London Music Musicians Collective talking about Max Eastley, Steve Beresford, Paul Burwell, and David Toop. And uh, this is from a new reissue that Black Truffle put out. It's called World Music, where they are doing just that, taking 
certain instruments, uh, microphones, some percussive things, and whirling them around. So there's an element of improv here, maybe a bit of uh, performance art at play, but it's a pretty fascinating release. It would have been interesting to be in attendance there because due to the dangerous nature of the, the recording process, uh, the musicians were wearing masks and there was a net separating the stage and the audience. So if, in case anything flew out, no one got injured. So I'm glad that they took uh, safety precautions while making this release. But I am going to play uh, a piece from the, the side where there wasn't any audience, where they were just uh, they're practicing uh, the recording, kind of open air recording sessions. And I'm just going to play uh, the first excerpt. It's called LMC here, again, from World Music. And I'm just going to tell you, it's a pretty jarring start, so brace yourself here.
arsenic and methane rising and swirling around the genie, now too large to be put back into the bottle. The track's muddy today, she told me. So bet the jockey, not the horse. Dropped off here, where the birds are indistinguishable from the sky, by some postmodern orphan train. The dogs drink from runoff puddles at the sides of newly cut trucking roads. Then, puppies born without legs or hair. The shower could no longer wash anything. Coarse-haired jugglers uncertain as the wind, superimposing the desired over the actual. Things lost will remain so. Things stolen could be abandoned and yet recovered. The better jockeys are left for the bigger purses of So bet the horse, not the rider. Deliberation. Meditations counted out in billable hours. Taking the gamble that cannot last for a penny and a broken cigarette. Flaming pelicans and major malfunctions. Delta wide and sinkhole deep. Nothing separates us anymore. Revealing. Revealing. Not knowing is more intimate than inspected. Touch a button, things happen. Birds indistinguishable from sky. Unconditionally present.
some new stuff from Idea Fire Company. A new tape release of theirs called The End of the Line Air Variations, which features essentially, as the title describes, different variations of the same piece. It's initially entitled The End of the Line, where they were working out uh, a live set back in this is 2016 trying to, to kind of perfect this piece while recording around their household. And they being Carlo Orecki and Scott Faust, of course the, uh, the duo behind Idea Fire Company. They tried out various recordings of it and uh, not getting it right and they realized eventually that they <laughs> they needed to change. The problem was in the air, I guess. So they ended up uh, putting their amps and stuff within their bathroom and uh, sitting outside and recording it. And then uh, that's what you hear here. So there's different versions of the same piece, all roughly about the same length to cracking the 20-minute mark. And this is actually variation one, an excerpt here, arrangement A. And there's, like I said, I believe I said there's four different versions of this spread over this lengthy tape that just came out on Recital. For all that new stuff, it's part of that last batch of tapes to come out on Lighten Up Sounds that I was raving about last time. This is new stuff from Clear Fluids. Kind of a mysterious project that has put out basically all of their work out on Lighten Up Sounds. I'm kind of wondering if it's... Uh, gentleman that steers the ship at that label but I'm not sure either way it's a great great stuff this one was called music of the spheres I played a part of part two it's kind of these fade outs and fade ins on that one and the album was dedicated for Cassini uh, space mission it was a collaboration between NASA and the European Space Agency and the Italian Space Agency sending the to study uh, was it Saturn in its outer rings failed space mission but this one is kind of an homage to, to that from that really incredible improv work from Alfred 23 Hearth and John Bell their second release together, their first to come out on Kendra Steiner Editions. This one called Campanula comes out on the Moloko Plus imprint, which I believe is a Belgian imprint. But interestingly, uh, a couple of the tracks here feature Bill Shute, who is the owner-operator of Kendra Steiner Editions. He joins them uh, reading some of his poetry, also contributes liner notes to this one. There's some really great uh, interaction between these two. Bell playing vibes and uh, Alfred 23 Hearth playing all sorts of, uh, I guess, horns and uh, reed instruments. It's hard to say what he's doing in places. They coax some interesting sounds out of both of the, the respective instruments that they're playing. From that, an artist called Aqua. 
I believe he's a, a Chinese artist, though this imprint is, is brand new. It's called Worthless Dispatch, out of Singapore. And he's a new-to-me name, but apparently an artist that's been around for quite a while, and he's done quite a bit of varied work that stem, like ranges from pop songs to rock to more beat-oriented things. But for this first release, and first tape release for Aqua, this gets pretty uh, abrasive, in fact. These really uh, harsh noise elements with little stuttering beats and uh, interferences. I probably cut things off before you got the full thrust of that, but it's an interesting uh, tape release. Available in a pretty small edition, I'd say like 50, 55 copies or something like that. But uh, check out the link to, to find out a little bit more about that artist. I'm kind of ending a couple tracks that had a more percussive spiritual element to it. We heard from this fantastic uh, tape release that was a part of the Excavations series, volume 10. This is central Javanese gamelan music that this kind of sub-release series that Power Moves label helps put together. And this one here just blew my mind. Uh, incredible, entrancing sounds. And this is really sort of a collection, almost a reissue of a previous limited release that Ian Nagoski put out. Ian Nagoski is probably a, a familiar name to, to some of you out there who's done a lot of archival work, uh, first through his imprint called Canary Records, and he's also uh, compiled and done other things for like Dust to Digital, uh, Tompkins Square, Mississippi Records, a few other things, but pretty active guy in terms of uncovering all these uh, long-forgotten 78s from around the world. But apparently the material that's featured on this excavation series tape, it's only available on tape, it's not up for digital at all. But it was a part of their uh, True Vine 78 series that Nagoski and his then record shop, True Vine, put out along with uh, Weirdo Records, both great record shops that no longer uh, are operating. But this collection here is essentially that, and apparently like one other track tacked onto it. But uh, just I can't speak highly enough of how good that is. If you're able to, just poke around online and see if you can find that, or maybe the original CDR. Uh, pretty heavy stuff. I thought that fit in well, actually, with the John Mueller track in front of that from his release that came out last year called Hand Drawn. Also, kind of a uh, trance-inducing, spiritual-oriented release, though his work getting into uh, the Shakers, uh, it was recorded actually at the Meeting House at the Shaker Historical Society in Albany, New York, and the Shakers would often have these like, kind of dances and stuff that I'm familiar with that was very rhythmic, very hypnotic, and Mueller set up shop there and laid down over six hours worth of uh, percussion work pounding away and 
the results there, you can hear sort of the room sound element in the recordings. This one is also only available as a physical release out on his own Rhythmplex label. Always puts out these very beautiful editions. This here, lovely photography, a gatefold jacket, white vinyl. But incredible release that you can just get lost in. I played an excerpt from the B side of that one. And then we started off with some bits from World Music, that new reissue from Max Eastley, Steve Beresford, Paul Burwell, and David Toop. Again, some heavy hitters in the whole London Musicians Collective and improv music in general. We're going to head out here into the last track for the show. I'm going to play something from this Ned Milligan release that came out just a couple years ago now. Gorgeous release called Continental Burns. He actually had a, another record that came out not too long ago. It was split release with his Florabell label and Gertrude tapes out of Omaha. And that record was called Nature Always Needs Improving. But I like the sort of loop-based repetitive elements within this piece I'm going to play called Mining the Miners. But as I mentioned, this is going to be the last bit of music to play on the show. If you have any questions for me, you can always get in touch at fffreakout at hotmail.com. Or if you'd like to check out the playlists or link up to the various artists and albums played, you can always go to our website at freeformfreakout.com. Excuse me. I'm going to get into this Ned Milligan track once again. And as always, thanks so much for listening. Thank you.